It's time to wake up, witches. I'm your host, Kat Adams, and I'm here to remind you that no matter where you're at in life, you're not stuck. I am not going to lie. I've been batch recording and I'm about over it. I'm about over creating all the social media content. I'm getting tired and I'm starting to do that thing again where I work too much and I push myself past my limits and then I don't feel good and it takes me days to recover. So this is going to be short and simple and quick and it's going to be about tech or often called digital abuse. And we're back with the series, is my partner abusive or is he an asshole? And we've been going through this power and control wheel. Now, this one's not on the power and control wheel, but this is, it's a fairly new thing. Digital abuse, I'm not sure exactly when it started, but it's fairly new. Um, There's lots of different ways that you can be abused in the tech and digital world. And I'm going to get here to reading from a list, but also sharing my personal experiences with this because I have a lot of stories I could tell when it comes to tech abuse, because my abuser was in IT. And I think that's like one of the worst abusers you can have as someone who is in IT, because yeah, I'm not techie. So it was not good. We'll just put it that way. So let me read you this list about digital abuse, since this is not included on the power and control wheel. But if any of this stuff rings a bell uh, with you in your relationship, this is all classified as abuse. So it says, tech abuse, also known as technology-facilitated abuse or digital abuse, refers to the misuse of technology to control, harass, intimidate, or harm individuals. Here are some examples of tech abuse. Online harassment and cyberbullying. This includes sending threatening or abusive messages, spreading rumors or false information, or engaging in persistent online harassment through various platforms such as social media, email, or messaging apps. Stalking and tracking. This is a big one, y'all. Abusers may use GPS tracking or location sharing apps to monitor the victim's movements, invade their privacy, or track their activities without their consent. Unauthorized access to accounts. This involves hacking into the victim's online accounts, such as email or social media, without their permission to gain access to private information, information, messages, or photos. Also, moving on. The next one on this list is non-consensual sharing of intimate content. This refers to the act of sharing explicit or private photos, videos, or personal information without the victim's consent, often known as revenge porn, to embarrass, humiliate, or manipulate them. Ladies, I know sometimes we just want to send a picture of our boobs to hot dude we're dating. Probably not a good idea. It just, in this day and age, is probably not a good idea. Oh, side note, I saw something the other day that was like, uh, this woman was getting dick pics. Dude was sending her dick pics and unsolicited dick pics. And she said her go-to is always sending them a dick pic back. So just FYI, put that in your back pocket if you ever need it. I think it's great. 
Uh, moving on, impersonation and identity theft. Abusers may create fake accounts or impersonate the victim online using their identity to harass, manipulate, or deceive others or to damage the victim's reputation. Doxing and online public shaming. This involves the release of the victim's personal information, such as their address, phone number, or workplace, with the intent to harass, intimidate, or encourage others to engage in abusive behavior towards them. Monitoring and surveillance. Abusers may use spyware or monitoring software to gain unauthorized access to the victim's devices or accounts, allowing them to track their online activities, messages, and communications. Controlling online presence. This includes controlling or limiting the victim's access to the internet, social media, or online communication platforms, isolating them from support networks or manipulating their online presence. And last but not least, going back to finances, which we talked to in the previous episode or talked about in the previous episode, my brain's dying, y'all, is dying. Financial exploitation. Abusers may gain unauthorized access to the victim's financial accounts or engage in fraudulent activities online, stealing money or using financial information to exert control or harm the victim financially. All right, we're going to talk about some of these big ones that are jumping out at me here that I personally have experience with. And I'm going to start by the very first thing that ever happened to me in digital abuse world was when I met my abusive partner. We were long distance dating and he used to come visit me. Little did I know when he was using my computer, he had installed a keylogger. I didn't even know what a keylogger was, but he was finding out stuff and knowing stuff. And I'm just like, how the hell does he know this stuff? We was dating long distance. I mean, for like a handful of weeks when this happened, that's how quick it happened. These people are shady, sneaky, mischievous. It's crazy. It's crazy. I found the keylogger. Did my dumbass break up with him? No. Common theme. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I was just, I, I don't know. I don't even remember. Jealous or something. I, I don't know. But I was new to abuse back then. Didn't know it was abuse. I just thought, you know, he was controlling, which <laughs> abuse. Now I know the red flags and I'm telling you the red flags. Check your computers for keyloggers. I'm serious. If you suspect that you're being watched, I would start there. How do you do that? Let me go back to BFF chat GPT, who says use antivirus and anti-malware software. Update your antivirus, anti-malware programs and run a full system scan, yada, yada. Monitor running processes. Open the task manager on your computer and check the list of running processes. Look for any unfamiliar or suspicious processes that you don't recognize. Do an online search to determine if any of these processes are associated with keyloggers. Check installed programs and extensions. Run a keylogger scanner. Keep your operating system and software updated. Change passwords and enable two-factor authentication. Do that for everything. Two-factor authentication. Yes, you need to you need to enable that. You need on your phone if you hopefully if you have a iPhone that supports this use the face login thing and be cautious with public computers. You know what? Or you can find a techie friend. That's what I would do. And that's what I did. That's how I found it. I had a techie friend and I was like, you know, I think he's watching me. And the dude was like, you know, there's this thing called a keylogger. And then we found it. And I forget how, I don't know. Honestly, I think it was by running like that antivirus, anti-malware thing. But Google it. I'm not going to spend 20 minutes doing some tech support on here. 
if you think you're being watched, it would be worth your time to check to see if you have a keylogger installed on your computer. Now, if you have a techie partner who can see you doing all this, you're going to have to find out a different route or not find out at all. And just if you're on the internet, be careful what you're searching for. I know they can also, there was something else that he did at that time. I forget what it was called. I want to say a packet sniffer. That sounds so weird. Um, But there's certain things and ways you can see like what websites things are logged into when you're at home. So for instance, if I am Excuse me. I just had a coffin fit. I came out of nowhere, probably because I've been talking all morning recording these episodes. But say I'm on my phone and I'm logged into Wi-Fi. If he goes into the router, he can see that I am logged into, like, say, Reddit. So what I was doing to be safe was turning my Wi-Fi off of my phone. Did that tip him off? Hell yeah, it did. When I was planning on leaving and getting a divorce, he would say, he would be logged into the router and he would say, uh, like, what the hell are you up to? You're not on the Wi-Fi. Why are you using your cell phone data? So again, you have to be careful. Even if you know these digital abuses, you got to be careful because if you're dealing with someone who's like techie, they're going to be on your trail all the time. It is very hard to get around. But these are some of the tips I learned. Turn your Wi-Fi off. If you can use someone else's computers and devices to search for the help you need, do that. And make sure if you're typing anything on a computer that it's not something that you want him to know, as in how to file for divorce or something, because you could have that keylogger on there. That all falls under the monitoring and surveillance, which also is cameras, like ring doorbells and stuff or home home cameras. We had those. I was constantly being watched. If he left, if I left the house, he knew because he would get a notification from the um, cameras in the driveway or in the front door or whatever that I was leaving. You also have to be mindful of that. If you have cameras around, just know you're probably always being watched. Now, I want cameras. I feel safer with cameras. But with an abuser in the house, I don't. I didn't like to be monitored all the time. And I still am very, very particular about that. Uh, The find my iPhone or location sharing or whatever on the iPhone is a big thing for me. Like, I never wanted to share my location because I didn't like to be watched all the time. And I had to do that back in the day. I felt like I couldn't escape. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't, God forbid, you know, he saw my location, go to the divorce attorney. And it's a trigger for me still today. My mom was like, just learn about sharing my location. She shared her location with me. And she's like, if if anything, you know, if anything ever happens or something. And I didn't share mine with her. And she's like, why aren't you sharing yours with me? And I'm like, I'm never going to do that with anybody, not even my husband. I have a thing about that. I feel like I'm, I do not like to feel like I'm constantly being watched or monitored. I don't want, I want my own private space. I'm not doing anything nefarious. I ain't going to booby bars or anything. I'm just, I'm, I don't like to feel watched. And it all comes from being watched constantly to where 
I, I felt like I couldn't leave the house and that's what they want. And that's what they do. And that's what the abusers do. They're watching you to monitor you and then to make you feel like you can't go anywhere and you're trapped. Power and control, man, power and control. Think of the ways you can be monitored and under surveillance in today's day and age with all the techie crap we have. Air tags, air tags. That's been on the news a lot. All they have to do is slip that little air tag in your car or in your purse. You might not even know it. And they're going to be tracking you everywhere. Stalkers are doing this today. Toward the end of my divorce, I went on an epic girls trip to Nashville. And I never got to do stuff like that. This was a first time thing. In all my years of marriage, I think this was my first girls trip ever. And I was shocked he let me go. Turns out, you know, he let me go because he had his own little stuff going on here that he didn't want me to know about. But before I left, I saw something in my car. It was plugged into like this little part of my car. (laughs) I'm not techie and I'm also not a car person. But I saw something plugged in and I was like, what in the heck? I've never seen this before. It was a tracker. This was before AirTags. It was a tracker. And he he gave me some excuse like, oh, that was just to see your gas mileage or something. Bullshit. I was smarter than that. And you're smarter than that too. Check your car. Check your purse. Check your belongings. If there's anything that looks suspicious or out of place, you're being tracked. You have to be a step ahead. You have to be aware. But if you do find something like that, then you know you're in deep doo-doo as well. And you can't exactly say to your abuser, you know, what are you doing? Why are you tracking me? Because then they're going to turn it around on you and say, what are you trying to hide? Yada, yada, yada. You're just going to have to figure out how to navigate around this and make the decision to leave in a safe way. That usually starts with contacting those resources I have in the show notes for expert advice on how to do that. In talking with a divorce lawyer, you can get restraining orders and things like that against someone who's stalking you and monitoring you. If your home is automated, that could also be used against you. It was used against me. Like we had, uh, we could change the colors of lights. And there was one time where my partner was really, really mad at me. And I was scared and he was raging, but he wasn't home. He was at work. And I turned my phone off or something. So he'd stop blowing my phone up. And if you're in an abusive relationship, you know the anxiety that creates when you look at your phone and they're blowing it up and you've got like 25 missed calls, 50 texts. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That was happening. I turned my phone off. And the next thing I know, all the house, all the lights in the house were red. He did that from his work. And that to me was just another form of intimidation. You might be thinking, oh, red light, stupid. No, those red lights put the fear of God in me because I knew when he came home, like it was going to be even worse. So think outside the box when it comes to digital and tech abuse. So many things can be used against you. And this stuff doesn't get talked about enough because it's fairly new. Be careful who you talk to. Be careful that who you meet online might 
be not who you think it is. It could be your abuser. Again, I have a funny story about this. When my ex and I were dating long distance, we were playing a video game, an MMO. If you don't know what MMO is, it's like multiplayer game. I don't know. Something where you create your life online, yada, yada, yada. It was like World of Warcraft. We were playing it and we had broken up, but I was still playing it. And I met this new person online and um, it was a new friend. And we were doing all these quests together and playing, got to know each other after several weeks. And I was having fun with this friend and, you know, we were talking and it was him. It was him pretending to be somebody else. And again, was that a red flag for me to be like, this dude's crazy. I'm going to make him stay away. No, he moved in with me. I didn't know this stuff back then. I was young and I was stupid. No one ever explained abuse to me. So I'm explaining it to you. And oddly enough, I just finished a book called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Highly recommend. It was a beautiful book. Spoiler warning, if you want to read that book, I'm about to spoil it. So you might want to skip about 30 seconds ahead. But I was reading that book and in it, a man does the same thing. It's his, it's this woman's friend. He pretends in a video game that he's someone new and befriends her and gets back in her good graces. And then she finds out that was her friend. It's a bullshit move. It's a bullshit move you have to be aware of. Be careful who you're talking to online. Be careful who you're sharing stuff to. Even if he's your husband, don't take the boob pics, ladies. I know like you want to be flirty and stuff, but that stuff can be used against you in revenge porn. Be careful who you share stuff with. Passwords, like I said, do that um, two-factor authentication or use your face if you can. Change your passwords often. You have to keep your stuff on lockdown. Keep your private information private. Don't overshare on Facebook. Don't tell anyone you're leaving. Don't tell anyone you're talking to divorce lawyers. Don't even look it up on your Wi-Fi. Go somewhere else if you can. Use their Wi-Fi. Look it up. Turn on your cell data. Like I said, you have to be one step ahead when it comes to digital and tech abuse. Anytime you're using tech or anytime you're around tech or anytime you're around cameras or any of that, just assume you're being constantly monitored. You're being watched. So don't do anything that you wouldn't want him to know you're doing unless you're protecting yourself and doing it in a way that you are not going to get caught. And like, that's not even a hundred percent guarantee. Like I said, this is like some of the worst type of abusers who, who use this kind of stuff because it is hard to get around. Our lives are on our computers and our phones. Everyone's is. It's hard to keep that stuff private. So if you suspect you're in an abusive relationship, that would be my biggest tip there. Live in the tech world and in the real world where you might be on camera as if he's always watching. And it's a sucky way to live. I don't recommend it. But if you're in this type of situation, they likely know everything you're looking at, everything you're doing, how long you've been online, where you're going, you know, where you're at, every location you visit. My ex told me one time, 
that he knew everything I did down to like when I was going into the bathroom and he was at work. And it's just, I always felt like I was being watched not only with like our security cameras, but also hidden cameras. And, you know, some news came out after the divorce about that as well. You can't trust anybody. Cameras are everywhere. Freaking people hacking into stuff everywhere. You got to protect yourself. But now I hope that you are aware and a little bit more educated on digital and tech abuse. And if you are with an abusive asshole man who uses some of the other stuff against you, intimidation, threats, verbal abuse, it's highly likely that you're also being monitored and you're under his surveillance in the tech world. So that's all I have today. And I know I blew through that. I could probably elaborate on it more, but I ain't going to because your girl is freaking tired. And I've only got like an hour left of me time today. And I think I'm going to go read my new witchy book I just bought and soak some sunshine up because I am in this dark office and I just can't do it. Can't do it anymore. So stay safe. And if you're going to get out, which I hope you do, do it in a way where you navigate like he is watching you. And you can start by looking in my show notes and seeking out those resources for help out of your horrible relationship. You're not stuck. You're just on pause while you figure out how to go about this journey. And that's okay. You need to take your time and be kind to yourself. And know that none of this is your fault. And the other side is so much better. And you're perfectly capable of getting there in a safe way. Thank you so much for listening. If you love the show, please leave a rating, a review. And if you know anyone who also might love the show or who could benefit from this information, please be sure to share it and subscribe. The more we get this out to people, the more people we can help. And I truly believe there's so many women who need to hear these words because so many women are feeling stuck. Also, if you're looking for me, you can usually find me on the gram at author Kat Adams and be sure to head over to my website and that's Kat Adams, Adams with a double D's.com. Subscribe to my newsletter for the latest information Also, when you subscribe, you're going to get a free novella. And just be forewarned, my raunchy rom-com is as dirty as my mouth. So if that's your thing, go for it. It's super hilarious. But thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, please stay safe and I'll see you on the other side. 